0: Episode. All right, let's call Denny. See if he's online. Denny, you there?
1: Yeah, I'm right here, Greg. We did it. How's that for an opening bit? <laughs> How's that for the people bit? love it? Where's the camera? The people love it. <laughs> they love it. The people like the bit. What are you gonna do about it?
0: continue to make it we're going to keep making
1: bits this and is the show where we often forget our own gimmicks but never forget our own bits
0: Unforbidable. anyways <laughs> welcome to the very first live recorded podcast welcome to the first video podcast if you're listening on spotify go to the movies for Win youtube page to watch us um, and if you're watching on youtube listen to all the other episodes on spotify Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, this is what our faces look like. Hello, Hello where's the fucking camera? It's <laughs> in the same place. This is my face. We don't have.
1: Take a good hard look multiple at multiple cameras. It. Take a good hard look at it. I'm not that smart, Greg.
0: <laughs> this this face does not scream me.
1: No, I'm here to look pretty,
0: drink cocktails, and talk about movies. Welcome to my second bedroom, everybody. Hello. Um, it. It's my first. Anyways. <laughs>
1: What are we doing today, Greg? What are we what are we going to hear? What are we going to what's our what's our our special thing?
0: Well, <laughs> you and I just finished watching the movie Pig. Yeah. Shit, we did. We did. We planned this. We announced it last episode. What a movie. It was really good. It was really really good. Um I think
1: we need to to clarify to 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 the neophytes. I almost I almost showed
0: my uh Oh, The logo of my drink yeah. to the camera.
1: We don't show logos unless they pay us, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. This could be anything.
0: You know the camera picks that up, right? Or the microphone. Sponsor us. Sponsor us. <laughs> Thanks, Tango Charlie. Tango Charlie.
1: Wango tangos, as Ted Nugent likes to call them. That's right. <laughs> um, I, I think for neophytes, though, we really need to clarify or at least explain... Why we would, first of all, deviate from our format, and why it would be a big deal that we're doing this to us and probably no one else on Earth.
0: Yeah, I don't even know what we're calling the episode. I In my notes, I have movies for when it's just pig. <laughs> if you have a better name. Um,
1: I was thinking I'm movies hoping. for when you want your pig
0: back, but I'm fine with either. <laughs> we'll play it by ear. We'll play it by ear. Yeah. Pig ear. I, I don't want to hog all the ideas i don't want to pork your mom <laughs> good <laughs> we're really we're hamming up these jokes too much let's get on with it um so uh greg and i are, are noble servants
1: loyal servants of the corporeal deity that currently embodies the vessel of the actor known as nicholas cage yes yes <laughs> um and um we watch a ton of nick cage movies all the time uh it started as a joke i don't know about you but i lost track and now nick cage is my favorite
0: actor um it was always like man this guy's in a bunch of crazy stuff but it's like i really respect him still yeah. it's just like he's great and yeah. every time i watch him i'm having fun i was a huge national treasure kid so <laughs> yeah they're the the Line never really was blurry for me between joke and seriousness. What I mean, a guy! <laughs> Appeals casts a wide net on everything we love about movies and performances. Yeah, I've gone, uh, I've gone on record saying uh, I hate boredom in movies.
1: It's the one thing I will never forgive. It is the the lowest form of purpose a movie could possibly serve is to yeah. entertain you. And if it does not even do that, I think it is the worst thing it could possibly be. Yeah. Never been bored watching Nick Cage. Not once. Never in my life. Not for a minute.
0: What about Wally's Wonderland? Uh,
1: I've been more bored watching other stuff without Nicolas Cage. Fair enough. I wasn't bored during Nicholas's Cage's scenes in
0: that movie. His Cage's scenes. Yes.
1: I thought the movie could have been a lot more for what they had to work with, and that deeply disappointed me. Exactly. But Nick Cage did not bore me in that movie.
0: I mean, I can't remember if that was part of it, but we, Denny and I used to have something called Cage Match, where we would just pick two Nicolas Cage movies to watch uh, that we hadn't seen before, and then just decide which one was the best. Um, <laughs> what do you think was our best Cage Match feature? Mom and Dad was surprisingly a ton of fun, yeah. but... I think the winner has to be uh, Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans. <laughs> I don't remember or care what the competitor was, because it paled in comparison.
1: We we found some hidden gems. Uh, we watched The Trust because of that, with Nicholas Cage good. and Elijah Wood. Yeah. It was really good. <laughs> I liked The Trust a lot. And I just did not think it would be decent in any way, and we, we low-key accidentally watched a good one. Um, one time for my birthday... Um, Greg came over and watched Ghost Rider 1 and
0: 2. I fell asleep during 2. I do know. Ghost Rider 1 was part of the cage match where we watched Drive Angry. We did them both back-to-back. We might have done Ghost Rider 1 again,
1: but I know we did them both back-to-back.
0: Okay. Oh, we are watching with someone else. That's why we did 1 and 2.
1: Yeah, yeah. Chris uh, Chris That's Boyd right. and uh, BFF of the show Chris Boyd and my friend Landon Dickinson were there as well. He's also a cage follower. Yeah. Um, All I remember about Ghost Rider 2 from that night is at one point Nick Cage is driving down the highway screaming and we were all, uh, you know, we've been drinking for like at least two hours watching Nick Cage movies and we were all chanting one true God (laughs) while he was speeding down the highway screaming. (laughs) I was just like, this is the best birthday of my life. This is the
0: coolest thing that's ever happened on my birthday. The only other part I remember in that movie is when he's like, I piss hot fire. And then there's a shot of... The ghost rider from the back pissing hot fire it didn't make sense
1: (laughs) i forgot about that i
0: fell asleep for 45 minutes yeah (laughs) worth of that movie
1: the surprise christopher lambert appearance was uh was really really nice in ghost rider 2. i i i'm a a homer for him because of his role as raiden in mortal kombat was i awake for that you may not have been okay (laughs) you may have already been gone yeah
0: Best unintentional sleepover ever. <laughs> <laughs> That's right.
1: Uh, oh, man.
0: So that brought us to Pig. I think you've texted me multiple times, uh, not just about Pig, but more recently for uh, another upcoming Nicolas Cage movie with, that I'm going to look up the title for Oh, now. I forgot the title of it, too. But you'll sometimes text me a, tra- a link to a trailer for a Nick Cage movie and just say, red alert, red alert, red <laughs> alert. <laughs> right stop the presses it's important i always stop what i'm doing to see what it is
1: yeah when i saw this trailer for uh, for pig which to me just looked so much like a taken rip off where nick cage just says he wants his pig back like four times in the trailer i immediately sent it to greg thinking we were about to see one of the like dumbest things ever made and then my intrigue truly peaked when i saw that it was getting crazy good reviews and i yeah. was like wait what? Like, we already had to watch it, but now we we double have to. <laughs> it's Nick, Greg's still trying to find the Nick Cage uh,
0: weird movie that's coming out. Soon. Yeah, we're recording on the computer and I'm worried about it, like, um, oh. all of a sudden, like, playing audio. Prisoners of the Ghost Land. Oh my god, it looks so good. It looks so good. I've never been, like, I hate trailers, I mentioned this last episode, like, I don't, I try to go into movies as blind as possible, Except for the new Nicolas Cage movies, I think I said that too. Uh, man, that movie looks fantastic.
1: Yeah, it looks uh, very much like a spiritual successor to Mandy, where it's mm. ridiculous on purpose, knows what it is, and is gonna like do that intentionally high camp instead of like so bad it's good, you know? Like, but yeah. to truly be high camp about it,
0: high camp art.
1: Um, I think Mandy, what I, Mandy rules. Mandy's so good. And what I love so much about Nick Cage is that, you know, he's the hardest working actor in Hollywood. He's definitely a weird guy. Um, he takes everything he does incredibly
0: seriously. Everything.
1: Everything. And, uh, you know, I watched a video that was uh, really breaking down his performances. It was a wise a crack video about his Nicolas Cage, Deep or Dumb. Um, <laughs> and uh, they made a point to say that, like, because Nick Cage very intentionally does... This very expressionistic acting. Um, It's very dialed up. Nick Cage is is a huge fan of German expressionism and talks about it almost any time anyone asks him about acting, ever. Mm -hmm. Um, He'll be like, well, I was very influenced by German expressionism in this performance, like, every time. Um, but, uh, But their point was to say that only realistic acting is valuable is like saying portraiture is the only good kind of painting. Yeah. And they did acknowledge that, yeah, painting and acting aren't quite the same thing, and there's not the same rules, and maybe acting is such an intimate medium that you really can't do Picasso for acting. You know, I can have it work. Um, or can you? Or can you? My my personal opinion on Nick Cage is it's, uh I think he makes some bad choices sometimes because... Uh, he's doing that kind of acting in movies that no one else is and it's Mm -hmm. not making a point about it you know like he, he does it when it's out of place but i think when you i think there is no denying that nick cage brings a very unique set of skills that you could not get from any other actor in the world Excuse me, I just burps. <laughs> um, yeah, you did. He brings it. Sorry. <laughs> we had we had a Guy Fieri chicken sandwich thing for lunch. Um,
0: sponsor us, guy.
1: Sponsor us, guy. We'll take it. We've got a song That's in the right. bank.
0: Oh, yeah. Song in the can. We're not gonna sing it right now. <laughs> not until he pays us. That's right. I'll sing it every episode if he pays us. Um, you can but pay, pay me in those Cuban sandwiches. And oh, we'll be fine. brother, brother. Um, I lost my train of thought completely. I was talking about Nick Cage doing shit. Um, (laughs) Bring stuff to the table that nobody else does. Yes! No, he,
1: he gives performances that you could not get out of any other actor. Yeah, yeah. And when you have a script that necessitates those performances and a director who knows when to dial him up and dial him back down... I think you get something really, like, seriously special out of Nicolas
0: Cage. I think Mandy's the best example of that because everybody's on the same page. Yeah. I'm burping too. (laughs) Boy, are ya. (laughs) That's not funny. Why would you say that? That's stupid. You did it to me. Oh, okay. They already forgot. Um, (laughs) Yeah, Mandy's the best example of that. Um, I think the, let's see. One of the very first topic suggestions I had when we came up with this show was just like, uh what was it? Special Nick Cage episode. <laughs> when you need a session of cage therapy. And like that was one of my, <laughs> one of the first things I had picked for this show was Mandy. So I'm 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 ready to talk about that. But that's not why we're here today. Yeah. That I'd, might
1: work its way into Halloween, don't you think? October series. Okay. Yeah, we'll see what
0: Halloween themes we do. I know we're gonna October's gonna rule. I can't wait. Yeah. It's gonna kick ass. I just, I just want to say right now, the camera angle makes it look like you're not three times my size.
1: <laughs> Do we want to stand up for scale?
0: Nah, I like the. I'll sit up big like and tall. I also,
1: I have horrible posture, so that. Have happens you seen a lot my too. neck? I look like a bird. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I think I would if people could actually see my neck. I'm constantly like. Mm. Now, that's the content that people came for.
0: That's chin inspirational. Huh? <laughs> Hell yeah. <That's>
1: uh, great. <laughs> Greg Johnson, giving the people what they want on the, the podcast. The
0: people on Spotify are missing out, is all I'm saying. <laughs> but we do need those, we do need those clicks. <laughs> for the, the only reason we need clicks is our own personal satisfaction.
1: I mean, how else is Guy Fieri going to notice us and discover us? Make us rich. Make us rich podcasters who eat his chicken fingers all day. <sighs> every meal, Greg. I want his chicken fingers for every meal. I don't have any sunglasses to put on the back of my head in here. I never want to have a meal without him. I want Guy Fieri's chicken strips. Forever. Forever. Forever? Ever? Just be forever, ever. forever never seems that long until you're grown. Are you grown? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anything. <laughs> Well, welcome to our video format. It sucks even more than our audio
0: format. (laughs) Listen, at least this will be easier to sync. (laughs) Yeah. we're, We're in the same room. We're in the same room. So, why did we choose pig for our special one movie episode we've done three sometimes four movies in all our other episodes why did we land on pig for our first solo film experience? i mean, honestly i think you should
1: tell me because you just texted me i have a pitch do you want to do it and i was like hell yeah well,
0: i'll have Let's to see what, what i texted you but i think <laughs>
1: It It was because we were both so busy last week, but we did the music episode anyways. We
0: still did the three, yeah. (laughs) Denny, Denny was coming back from Disney. My girlfriend, like, at work, they're going through, like, their busiest couple of weeks ever. I've been extremely busy at work, and it was just like, you know, we just need to wind down... And do a one movie episode. Denny, just come over, we'll watch the movie, we'll record the podcast so we don't have to watch three movies and then record separately and then have to edit it too much. And then we learned that John Wasson Sr. did. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we we just couldn't work out last week's scheduling to do Pig. Yeah, that was it, really. You like,
0: came back on like a Monday or Tuesday and I was like, we're going to do this was, in the middle was, of the week.
1: It was a Sunday. Well,
0: your first available day yeah, to come true. back was to like watch the movie was like a tuesday or that's something that's true it's just like... i would have
1: done it i'm all about the weeknight hang
0: i'm not all right <laughs> well
1: happy saturday afternoon to you it's saturday it's weird recording this while it's light outside true it's nice to know that your recording room is just as hot as mine is
0: oh yeah there's no fan in here yeah same in um, mine i sit around and sweat the whole time we're recording I've been living here for like 18 months, so you can see from the reflection on the alien poster, there's no curtains in here, so Mm. nice and bright. Mm. Natural lighting. It's beautiful. We look good. We're like the Revenant. I'm gonna eat your liver.
1: (laughs) This was shot in all natural lighting.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm gonna maul you like a fucking bear. I'm gonna crawl through the snow and I'm gonna spit a bunch and I'm not gonna wipe it off my mouth.
1: I'm gonna go against my personal values and win an Oscar for what I do to you.
0: I'm gonna be a (laughs) forgettable. I'm gonna be a great experience, but ultimately be kind of forgettable as a film overall.
1: Yeah. And that's what, what else are you gonna do? That's what we like to call our podcast. Ultimately, kind of forgettable overall, but a great experience. <laughs> that's that's like, our tagline. That's our new. That's our new handle. As long as
0: we're fun while we're here, while you're here, then yeah.
1: we're here for a good, not a long time. But actually, we're usually here for a real fucking long time. We record long episodes.
0: We're old. We're on the intro right
1: now. That's how long. That's this is right. <laughs> be. Welcome to movies for when. Welcome <laughs> to movies for when. <laughs> Okay, movies for win, title pending.
0: <laughs> title pending
1: <laughs> is this episode.
0: <sighs> first note about the movie Pig. Well well synopsis. we should summarize. Yeah. Summarize. Yeah. Summarize the pig. Summarize a pig. <sighs> Nicolas Cage wants his pig back. He just wants it. Denny, what's your first point? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is honestly the uh probably the best synopsis you could give of this movie. Nicolas Cage wants his pig back.
0: People steal Nicolas Cage's pig, who is a truffle pig. He lives in the forest of Oregon, and uh, he's finding truffles. He's got a hookup that he sells the truffles that he finds to a guy in Portland, who buys them at a high price and also brings him goods and that kind of thing. Uh, One day, some people come and steal the pig. He's very upset. He uses his city hookup business partner guy to get a ride back into town to try to track down his pig. Yes, um, that's that's about it. Um, and it's riveting, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't, it's actually really good. Don't let the
1: synopsis fool you. This is a good movie, a really, really good movie. I liked it a lot. Oh yeah. Um, man, you know, I think where to begin for me is this. Talk about a movie of a protagonist with a well-established goal like even it seems like every other character is trying to make it about something else Mm -hmm. you know like it's like they want to investigate his wife dying or him getting his restaurant back or him having some existential crisis and i think all that stuff has definitely happened and it seems like uh nick cage's character what was his name do you remember robin 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 feld robin feld um has just like fully come to terms with it and his way of Mm -hmm. dealing with it is like kind of becoming a nihilist and like dissociating from reality and living in the woods and he doesn't want to revisit the wife's stuff he doesn't want to go back and cook at the restaurant he just wants his pig back he just wants his wants, pig back it's like 80 percent of his dialogue he loves her it's, it's so fucking good to the point that there was a point in the movie where i thought there was a non-zero chance that they reveal his wife got turned into the pig like I thought that there was like there was gonna be some deeper subtext about why yeah. this pig was so damn important to him um, and
0: no <laughs> he just wants his pig back yeah this is an enemy
1: he liked that pig this isn't anime is what
0: no this is an enemy oh oh oh
1: yeah
0: it <laughs> yeah. turns into a spider oh. there's a lot of deeper meaning but
1: I thought you were saying the pig is not his enemy and I was like yeah it's his friend <laughs>
0: I saw the movie. Are you booping me? Boop. Boop. <laughs> How many Topos have we had? I mean, no. uh, Tango Charlies. God
1: damn it. Edit that I'll I'll, I'll bleep it out. I'll bleep
0: it <laughs> out. I'll fucking put that on the podcast. Not till they pay us. They need Topos. <laughs> I just want my spot. So Pig has seven production companies that were introduced to at the beginning of the film.
1: I needed to ground myself. Mm. I'm back.
0: You're grounded. <laughs> um, have you ever seen a movie with this many production companies in the opening? I do not believe I have, no. It was kind of unbelievable. I can't remember any of them. Um, uh, neon was one of them. Neon was one... Um, it's like Saturn or something. I'm media. surprised
1: Blumhouse wasn't sneaking in there somehow. Yeah. They're, they they're they did Whiplash.
0: Yeah, that, that surprised yeah. me. I was
1: like, what the fuck?
0: It was the surprise. <laughs> the the biggest surprise of the film was yeah. that Blumhouse made a, They went in <laughs> they a, a real a different
1: direction with their brand after that. That's right. Making
0: that stupid movie like, with the smiling people.
1: 80 b-tier horror movies a year and acting like it's like an art project <laughs> <laughs> that's the Bloomhouse brand to me
0: <laughs> yeah seven production companies none of which i had heard of before and it's something you mentioned too is just like showing the animated logo of all the companies and then the movie starts and the text starts going oh, in like nuts. neon pictures presents a such and such company production in association with this company with production from this company and presented by blah 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 and it's just like we just saw the logos we know who did this yeah,
1: we just saw the logos in a cooler font, and then yeah. you make us relive the like forty minutes of logos in a more boring text <laughs> like in case we need more get the artistic point. text. They should just start doing it in word art or something, just to, just to compete with just the like, logos.
0: Just like a, a a word art that's over the screen and then type in the name of the company and you watch it get deleted and then they type in another name. But all Put some the, gradients on there. In the wavy
1: blue one, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah. Bloom House. <laughs> in association with... The little
0: PowerPoint sound effects. Doing swivel. <laughs> Oh, that's my main critique of the movie. Can't, can't wait till we... Meet. yeah, that's that's the worst part of the movie. Honestly, <laughs> honest. it really is. It really is. And now that we've got the negatives out of the way... Uh...
1: <laughs> after If you can make it through the opening credits, it's all positives after that.
0: Don't get discouraged, people. A lot of people give up. It rewards you for sitting through 40 seconds of something. <laughs> There's about 110 minutes of payoff.
1: Oh, man. I, uh, when they come in and kidnap the pig.
0: That's my first note.
1: It's, uh, that pig. About the
0: movie itself, yeah. The pig
1: squealing actually got me tearing up a little bit. I was super upset. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they hit that, uh, I think the pitch of, like, a baby crying or something. Like, that really just makes us respond. Like, it was,
0: Yeah. Well, our my dog was watching on the couch with us and I started like holding him a little closer like <laughs> Nothing like that's gonna happen to you, buddy <laughs> I told him he can't hunt truffles and he has no utility, so nobody wants him <laughs> That's why you were doing that? Yeah <laughs> I was reassuring him that he's safe with me because he can't do anything for society Except be adorable
1: I mean, I can't do anything for society and I feel safe with you
0: Have you heard our podcast?
1: Let's it's more for us than for society
0: (laughs) we're contributing a lot here fun
1: first listener second god i can't find the fucking camera it's in the
0: same place someone teach us mark how to work a hard cam all right it feels like it should be up here but i'm just gonna stare right at it for the rest of the podcast so i never i'm gonna stare right next to it denny what's your next note
1: I can't look at it I'm staring at the
0: animals getting hurt in movies is one of the most upsetting things that can happen yeah yeah Uh, why is that that's how I feel in real life I mean yeah
1: (laughs) I mean I I guess it's that but like I, I can watch just like graphic horrendous gore that looks really realistic, and always have the separation of this isn't real, yes. unless there's fingernails. Fingernails are different, but true. Um, it doesn't mess with me at all, and I'm very squeamish. I can't watch like a video of a surgery, you know, like even if it's like in an appropriate context for that, and it's not like some snuff thing on the internet. Mm-hmm. Cannot handle it. I can watch the most fucked up shit ever, and just know that it was like a a you know, a plastic cast with corn syrup all over it, you know, and mm-hmm. doesn't affect me at all. But you make me listen to the audio of a scared pig, and I'm like, this is kind of fucking with me. Yeah. This is a little too raw for me. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? What's that about?
0: I, I don't know what it is.
1: I've got to think it's like a social brain thing. You know, like it. like, again, I did think the pig squealing sounded like a human baby crying, and I think human babies are... Worse babies than most babies pigs.
0: crying naturally elicits a different reaction in me.
1: Well, yeah, I every time we're
0: annoyance. A,
1: every time we're at a restaurant and I hear a baby cry, hate, I'll say,
0: "I hate babies." I hate babies too. Dinosaurs I'll, are cooler.
1: Dinosaurs. We learned the Jurassic Park is wrong. Dinosaurs are better than babies. That's right. Every time we hear a baby cry at a restaurant, I'll tell Vanessa one or two things. Either timeline just moved back three years, or or. Uh, nice. I'll be like, listen to that sound, babe. Imagine just never hearing it again as long as you live. And think about how nice that would be. And I am Let's
0: go watch Children of Men. <laughs> I'll
1: do it. I, I'm waging war on her biological clock as she enters her thirties. <laughs> I need all the ammunition I can get. It's powerful. Her biology and her socialization are telling her to to have my baby. And I'm not ready to be a dad. I want to watch movies and drink nondescript seltzers. I want to do it forever, Greg. With Guy Fieri. Just me, you, and Guy Fieri. And sometimes Vanessa. And I don't want to have any responsibilities. I don't want to wipe any more butts other than my own. And maybe Vanessa's if she's really old.
0: <laughs> you brought it back for me. All right, we're good. <laughs> Man. You want to get back on pig for a second? What
1: about that? Um, yeah. So why do pig squeals make us want to wipe our elderly wife's butts? To summarize, <laughs> you're you're the licensed
0: therapist. <laughs>
1: um, don't bring my license into this. I'm gonna be in trouble if
0: <laughs> you didn't cover this in brain school. <laughs> I
1: went to feelings college, not brain school. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, the pig squealing was hard, but what I loved is they basically. In the entire first act, they had wally levels of nonverbal storytelling. Like there's mm-hmm. almost next to no dialogue. Anything that is, it's like it's not actually important information. It's just like it would be weird for a person not to say, Hey, you know, like or something yeah, exactly. like that. They would yeah. be like they're intentionally being silent, but no no verbal information is exchanged. And they made us feel so much while telling us so little. Like there's literally just like father time nick cage
0: mm-hmm.
1: old man Conair, walking around the woods oh, <laughs> um excellent and uh walking around the woods with this pig getting truffles and he like listens to a recording of a woman's voice and then uh someone's like hey man don't die out here okay later yeah you want me to get you a cell phone i don't want to find you dead out here one yeah, day. yeah.
0: his business partner yeah
1: And then you just hear the pig getting taken and you're like pretty much crying.
0: Like, I was just like, no, it's been, no, it's been five minutes. How do I already have an emotional bond to this pig? Yeah. You don't like, why do I empathize with Nick Cage so much already? They established it so
1: well. It's just brilliant, brilliant filmmaking, to be honest. And it's simple. It's simple. I've never seen such a simple movie that seems to almost like comment on its own simplicity the Mm -hmm. entire
0: time. Like you were saying, um, you know, people trying to ascribe the meaning to Nicholas Cage's character. Like, oh, he's trying to atone for this, he's trying to make up for this. And he routinely just says, I want my pig back. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I want. I'm just looking for my pig. I want my pig. Yeah, And I like that. I need, I need something less heady every once in a while. That's still, like, very well and artistically made, but I don't have to put such an extreme amount of thought into it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure if you did, you could probably get a lot more out of it, but... Yeah, It was. It's. It's two o'clock on a Saturday. I had a long <laughs> Regular week. Regular
1: crowds rushing in.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm. Just, I'm just trying to kick back.
1: Find us a pig. You're the truffle man. <laughs> so I did put some deeper thought into it. This is good. My brain's a locomotive, and I can't stop it from doing these things. Um, I kind of have you know like in as a result of a personal existential crisis and kind of coming to terms with how massive the universe is and how small my place in it is um basically I had to come to terms with i don't need the cosmos to validate my existence i don't need anyone to care that i'm alive for me to still care about stuff mm-hmm. you know like it, you can you can say life is meaningless all you want and that may be true but life is meaningful to me Mm -hmm. And that's enough for me. You know, like, that I can't really tell you why my marriage has some sort of significance to the universe, but I can say it matters to me. I don't even think my next-door neighbor really gives a shit about it. Well, she's actually pretty nice. She probably does. She got our packages for us when we were out of town. Ah, nice. I I really like her. But (laughs) I don't think her next-door neighbor really gives a shit about it. That's right. Um, And that's fine. The scope of my marriage being important kind of ends in the walls of my own house and that is enough for me you know like because it matters to me it matters to my wife yeah um
0: that's that's one of the points of the movie is mm -hmm. like everyone says to nick cage's character robin like hey you you used to be something in this town and you just let it all go like he was we don't know if that was his motivation to like find a significant meaning of the in the within the universe or even within the city of portland Mm -hmm. like cooking scene or whatever he just did what he did and circumstances just brought him to leave all that behind and live live in the woods and I think he's fine with that yeah I think it's super admirable it's just like he doesn't ever seem like he is or was trying to like gain any sort of significance no in the universe he just did what he wanted to do and I think it's now that I think about it pretty clear that he never had that motivation Because he's said towards the end of the movie, spoilers, there's an ending. Uh, What? What? The movie ends? I was in the bathroom. (sighs) I just assumed it stopped. When when Robin's talking about how I remember every meal I ever cooked, I remember every customer I ever served, it's just like, that's what was important to him. He was doing what was important to him, Mm -hmm. not for the motivation of personal significance, but his... What he was doing was significant for him, and that was enough. Yep. Yeah. No, and he had... That rules. It's so
1: fucking cool. He even had that scene where he's, like, asking the guy, like, do you want to run a restaurant like this? Because I, I fired you for sucking at cooking too much. Yeah. Always overcooked the pasta. Um, like, you know. Um, but uh, he was like, <laughs> you wanted saving. to open an English pub. This is what you like. Um, and he was like, are you really going to do this? Like, and what I love so much is he was just like, all of this is fake. Nothing is real. You're You're not not real. real. We get... That was good. That was real good. We get so few things that we care about. Yeah. And he's basically just like... And I care about getting this pig back. Mm -hmm. Like, that's, that's what I care about. I don't care about anything else. I've got a tape recording of my wife's voice, and I look for truffles in the woods with my pig. And I don't even need the pig. I know how to do it without the pig. I just... This is just my thing, man. I don't know what to tell you. I like this pig. Mm -hmm. I love her. Um, And that's kind of an ethos that I've arrived at myself of like, hey, nothing matters other than what matters to you. That's the only thing you could realistically say matters. And most of the time, if you're not a shitty person, things like relationships will matter to you, you know, (laughs) like, and, and I, I,
0: and I used to be a huge piece of shit.
1: (laughs) We also watched some, I think you should leave. I, I, I've known Greg for a minute now and he was never a piece of shit.
0: Yeah. I can't believe Nick Cage cooked all those sloppy steaks. So. (laughs) But I did did used to live in Portland. It was kind of cool seeing a movie take place there. I wish there was like a little bit more of the scenery of it because I planned on being super obnoxious and being like, I used to work over here. I used to live there. I used to live next to that. I used to drive by that. I only got one chance where I was like, I drove across this bridge twice. And (laughs) that was the most I got. I do want to give
1: you credit for one time they're in an apartment, and Greg paused the movie and goes, Nope, didn't live there. It. <laughs> so he had to check that they shot it in his old apartment. <laughs> <laughs> and also, it's not obnoxious when you admit it's a bit you're doing. It's endearing. <laughs> I was
0: That's man. how I can get away with it. All right.
1: <laughs> oh, man, can you believe that... Uh both this and Willy's Wonderland had the basic premise of let's keep Nicolas Cage pretty quiet and they both came out in the same year and one was this and the other was fucking Willy's Wonderland
0: I feel like both had similar budgets
1: yeah and Willy's Wonderland as far as like the plot had a whole lot more tools to play with um, and did so much less with them versus this movie where it's like a guy who's good at cooking wants his pig and they got so much more mileage out of that than Willy's Wonderland got out of Satan possessed murder robots from Chuck E. Cheese.
0: <laughs> How? Rock a fire <laughs> possession. Yeah, it, it could have. I don't want to rehash the wasted potential of Willy's Wonderland again. Uh... <laughs> we talk about this a lot. Yeah, there's like movies that we we don't ever talk about, but seem to not be able to stop talking about are you looking up the budget right now no i was just i was uh just pulling up imdb to look at the the cast cool 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 um
1: yeah but this protagonist had a real clearly uh clearly defined goal he was doing some john wick shit it was basically like uh taken meets john wick meets captain fantastic with just like a dash of national treasure when they went to that underground secret hotel basement. Yeah,
0: all the time I spent in Portland, I never got into the underground homeless guy punching bag scene. So I feel like I kind of didn't really live, experience the city to the <laughs> fullest. You know...
1: You opened IMDb, and it's on a really funny shot of Nick Cage <laughs> yeah. and Vampire's Kiss, and I keep seeing it out of the corner of my eye. Let's let's scroll up a bit here, yeah, when as we, to not distract you. When we do Vampire's Kiss, that's going to be a very
0: special, oh,
1: shit, October. Spooky, vampires.
0: Just a thought. Just a thought. I was like, Nick Cage horror movies? we, can, we got options. We've
1: got options. Um, just a thought. Um, Spooky. <laughs> Yeah, I made is a note. Vampire's kiss spooky. I made a Charlotte's Oh, vampire's kiss is spooky. It's a vampire. Spooky, scary. Skeletons. Um, boys becoming men, men becoming wolves. I made a note. He gets it. Some wick referencing Charlotte's web, some pig. I was pretty proud of it. Nicely done. Audience, throw us some Twitch coins if
0: <laughs> Twitch coins. This isn't this is a recording. We're not live. Audience, throw us uh Emotes. make sure you emotes.
1: subscribe emotes unlock Throw all it. the movies for win. emotes send us some snapchats about it
0: I don't have snapchats <laughs> me neither but s- send it send them into the ether maybe they'll be <laughs> we'll get them in spirit Joseph if you're listening yell at us to make a snapchat <laughs> you're our only hope I'm not making a snapchat <laughs> me neither um Joseph we mentioned him last episode mm-hmm. he was almost in this movie yeah oh shit I forgot about that yeah Quick bit of love for him again. Yeah, he was almost in this movie. We talked about it at the end of last episode, but that would have been cool to see. Mm -hmm. It would have taken me out of the movie, though. (laughs) I'm I'm upset for him, but also personally glad that I wasn't like, ah! Yep. That would Um, have been so cool, though. I take it back.
1: I would have liked (sighs) him. Do you remember the uh, Portlandia bit about that restaurant they ate at?
0: uh yes
1: <laughs> they definitely did a restaurant exactly like it's in one of the first episodes of portlandia what, what was the
0: chicken's nickname <laughs> <It's> calling
1: <It's... laughs> they absolutely did that restaurant it was like so good uh, no it, like the only difference is it wasn't tongue-in-cheek yeah
0: <laughs> it was the same thing presented in, compete, in complete yeah. earnest dude the chef at that restaurant though let's see i want to read my note here real quick uh nicholas cage is trying to turn this chef into the joker and it seems like the actor's already a few steps down that path (laughs) yeah it's it's clear that
1: that guy had some other stuff going on yeah (laughs) before nick cage showed up
0: that fuse was already lit that was wild (laughs) (laughs) That, that, that dude was weird that was that was the one in a lot of the trailers, too. I do want to say, like, the way this movie was kind of marketed was like, oh, you're getting a John Wick-style thing, but it's Nick Cage and it's a pig. And I was like, I don't think I'm going to get that here. I don't think I'm going to get a whole lot of action.
1: Yeah. No, you didn't. It's very dialogue-driven. Yeah. But, man, imagine being that chef. And being in a scene with Nick Cage searching for a pig with three days old dried blood on his face. Uh Uh-huh. And you're weirder than him. That guy weirded me out in his performance. That guy weirded me out, yeah. (laughs) He just had, like, some, like, just emptiness behind his eyes when he was talking about, like, I'm living my dreams. I love this.
0: (laughs) And, like, throwing out, like, a weird laugh. Yeah, laughing at inappropriate
1: moments. Like... (laughs)
0: Then slamming a whole glass of wine.
1: Oh my god, that was so good. <laughs> Pretty fun.
0: <laughs> cool guy. Um,
1: man. On that uh, on that note, we saw them wait. Which, first of all, after that monologue in that scene, I want someone to tell me Nick Cage doesn't have chops. Like, tell me he does not have chops. After seeing him monologue at that chef in that restaurant and pig yeah and then after it when it has been earned for just a few minutes they uncaged nicholas and they just let him do that rage thing that he does so well (laughs) it almost as though they were like nodding to the audience being like this is what you came to see
0: we're gonna set him loose a little bit for you audience he's gonna
1: kick a car and scream and done and then he goes back. You he's know, gonna, He's going to
0: kick this Camaro, and you're going to love it. And they were right.
1: <laughs> yep. It was fantastic. Oh, man. They absolutely crushed it with that. It was the perfect amount. Just a little, a little pinch of garlic. You know, yeah. just a little bit of seasoning. We needed it to happen at some point, and it was a story that absolutely necessitated it. And when they earned it, they did it, and then they stopped doing it. Yeah. They knew... You can't sustain this energy level just...
0: well that's that's as far as you could push that character, though, yeah, absolutely. that was the height of that character's like explosive energy, and well, it all got spent right there
1: yeah and and it came from the character, not the fact that Nicholas Cage was in the movie
0: yeah we it's that yeah little column a and b, but
1: well, yeah, but I mean like that's where that's where I think Nicholas Cage's performances will be very out of place and very much miss the mark a lot of the time is he'll do that stuff with a character who doesn't really need to do that stuff because he's Nicolas Cage. Yeah. And he basically just starts walking around and stomping on the rest of the production and yelling, you know, like, and just...
0: Sometimes that can be a really good and fun thing, though.
1: I have never said I didn't like it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but this was a time where the character needed to lose his shit at that moment. Yeah. And the character would have reigned it back in pretty quick from everything we've learned about him, too.
0: And he did. Yep Awesome Yep Dude his voice Like his Delivery of the lines Like his vocals He just seemed Like his voice Sounded a little bit deeper Mm -hmm. A little bit coarser And like more textured Mm -hmm. It was super weird Like I think he did a lot To like Mess with his voice Just like a little bit For that movie Yeah Oh it was good Wouldn't surprise me now He just sounded so cool He sounded like a guy That hasn't spoken In person to anybody More than twice in the last 15 years
1: maybe he uh maybe he forgot how to talk during covid and that's why he had no lines in willie's wonderland and he's repairing his vocal cords so he was able to say a little bit more he needs
0: to rest his instrument he needs
1: to rest his instrument sexually (sighs) speaking please hear that on every sexual level possible
0: I don't know what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about? You remember I'm, when the, the guy kept saying, like, cryptic stuff? And he was just like, you know what I mean? And he always says it at the end of something where I have no idea what he means. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, something else that really got me was, um, uh, when he cares about one other thing in the movie, the salted baguette.
0: He loved it. He loved it. He it asked, was a, he it asked was, for two. No, he asked for two treats. He got one loaf of the salted baguette. Oh, okay. Don't get it twisted, Denny. Excuse me. You're excused. Excuse me. Um, How dare you.
1: <laughs> I really wished when he uh, when he cooks the meal for the guy who paid to have the pig stolen. What's that's, his name? That's why I pulled up IMDB. Uh, Adam Ad- Arkin Adam played Arkin. Darius. Adam Arkin played Darius. When he cooks the meal for Darius that he knows is just going to mind fuck him because it's a meal he shared with his uh, uh, um, functionally dead, possibly comatose wife. They don't really much like John Wick, they don't really give you anything that you didn't need to know. You know, like they just, you can see that she can't hang out and people are probably sad about it and that's all you really needed to know right? Yeah, Um, that
0: was one of the things in John Wick is just like, I
1: can't hang out with my wife anymore.
0: (laughs) We can't hang. (laughs)
1: Liked my dog.
0: She's dead, John. <laughs> um I, one of my notes was uh I just want my pig back is the new Yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Yeah, oh my god. <laughs> I was waiting for him to say yeah, I'm thinking I'm back.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking my pig's back <laughs> <laughs> that at the end of the
0: credits.
1: <laughs> I'm thinking my pig's back. Everyone keeps asking me if my pig's back. Yeah. I'm thinking my pig's back. <laughs> um, For how many times he said that, I actually made a note at the last opportunity to say it when he breaks down Darius, feeds him dead wife food, which I also hoped would be it, literally his It dead
0: wasn't, wife. yeah, it wasn't literally dead wife food. It was... I hoped it would be, though. It was like pheasant or something. <laughs> yeah, he should have gone full Cartman, though. Um, Jeez. Which... They also
1: set that up so well that they ate at his restaurant. It was, like, one of the only happy memories they ever shared together. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they just, like, threw that out, seeming like exposition. and
0: uh, Like a fun coincidence, kind of.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it, it really ended up being a, an important part, and I thought it was well uh, well, well snuck in there. Um, but anyway, when he says, after all that, was like, what do you want me to do? And I wrote down, like... hit him with the catchphrase, because this is the time to say it and then boy he, did he no he doesn't say it no what does he say he just looks he just at looks him. at him. Yeah, because he like, fucking you know knows what, what i wants. want he yeah. wants his pig back that's right they that's right. like the character knows it the audience knows it he does not say anything that doesn't need to be said ever he's like why are you fucking asking me what i want you know hmm. what i came here for i want my pig back
0: he does say something that doesn't need to be said but we'll get that in we'll get into that with favorite lines oh okay later
1: i don't even know what you're talking about but i'm eager to find out
0: you'll see oh
1: wait i know don't cheat don't look at my notes yet i I guessed i guessed i guess we
0: took the same note at the same second and we're like is that your favorite line it is so far it was great watching this together because
1: someone would say something cool, and we'd both just be like, <laughs> <just> like, <laughs> like oh, write it down. <laughs> Going to talk about it later." <sighs> I, I, yeah,
0: a, I I do like that we committed to not discussing the film until we were doing the show, even yeah. though we're on the same couch together. Yeah, like, I'll just give you a look. Like, we know you see that shit. We know. Save it for the air. Save it for the air. Save it for the pod.
1: I had a, I had a question I wanted to ask you.
0: I hope I'm ready.
1: What meal would someone have to cook for you in order for you to just emotionally break down, start drinking liquor, and give them whatever they wanted?
0: Ratatouille. <laughs> um... Do it for you. I got me. No, got i will really My real answer is those uh, square pizza slices oh, we uh, had in elementary school. <laughs> I would run. I would run off to my office and get a boxed chocolate milk and throw it down. What do you want from
2: me? Get the fuck out
0: of here! <laughs> <laughs> what do you want from me? <laughs> a little pepperoni cubes? But not the sausage. That's disgusting. Okay.
1: I'm in pain. I'm in pain.
0: God forbid you get a burnt corner piece. <gasps> uh.
1: Thank you for answering my question, Greg. Denny, do you have an answer? I don't. I don't have one off the top of my head. Um, I could think of, like, 20 different things if, like, Vanessa died. You know, like... Um, if Vanessa had passed away, I could think of like a million different food memories we have together that would just make me break down, but right now, I really don't know anything other than a square slice of cheese pizza from an (laughs) elementary school cafeteria. For me, it would be like Easy Mac with a little bit of butter. (laughs) The perfect amount.
0: (laughs) I microwaved it for the perfect amount of time. Oh, man. I think my real answer is my grandpa's brisket. Ooh. My mom has the recipe somewhere, and when I get a house, the first, like I told Leanne, like, the first thing I want to get is a smoker, I'm going to try to replicate it. Ooh. That, that it just fell apart like bread, like mm. it was the best stuff ever, I can, and uh, if I tasted that again I would probably, really. I, I, I wouldn't yell at Nicolas Cage, but I would be very <laughs> emotional.
1: Well, there's only one way to speak to Nicolas Cage, and it's through yelling. It's the only language he understands. Mm-hmm. Um, I, have a, I have a charcoal grill that I, I smoke things on all the time if you want to try it out. Anytime you want. Just don't yell at me.
0: No promises.
1: You're going to come over and open it, and there's just going to be a square slice of cheese pizza on it. I'm like, what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> You're sick. I told you that in confidence. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think, man. Because like, like, Vanessa's food that she makes, she like never makes the same thing twice she basically just kind of like eyeballs it and feels it out so it's not like there's like a the one signature dish because it's always yeah. a little bit she doesn't use recipes you know like she's um she's too good for that she's too good for it and they're, they're always great you know but it's like even like i've asked her to remake some of my favorite things she's made and they're just a little different they're just mm-hmm. a little different every time you know and they're fine they're good um so it would definitely be like A restaurant meal that we've had together. You know, like, Mm. it would be, uh, ooh, I just figured it out. My mom would make these cookie cutter cakes that were, like, kind of a cookie and kind of a cake when I was a kid.
0: That's awesome. And they are
1: amazing, and she would use, uh, she would use cookie cutters, so they'd be, like, little ducks and just cool other shapes like that and apparently they are a lot of work to get something that exact consistency between a a cookie and a cake, so Mm -hmm. they're they're very rarely made. I think that's my, like, I have nothing but positive memories of, like, putting green icing on a duck cookie cake with my mom. (laughs) You know, like... uh,
0: Those are the shapes you had, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, those were awesome. I think think it would have to be that. um, If Vanessa died, it could be any number of... (laughs) Disney World counter service meals that would probably do it to
0: me. Um, Whatever came from the tiki room. Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: if you if you got us if you got me some uh, orange Dole whips swirled with vanilla soft serve.
0: Was that orange Dole whippets? What is it?
1: Not whippets. Dole Whip. It's a it's a it's a. Who knew
0: Disney was so
1: rad? Disney's so cool. Whippets. <laughs> yeah, it's at uh Steve O Shake Shack. <laughs> He's in sobriety now. I, yeah. actually, I actually have a shit ton of respect for steve I wouldn't want to mock his uh, his past struggles, honestly. Yeah. But that 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 whip video makes an impression on you.
0: We all remember it. Yep. Negative. Yep. <laughs> Very negatively.
1: It was a dark time for for our man, and he's doing a lot better. Rock on,
0: Steve-O. Rock on, Stevo. Oh, what man. else do you have on Pig, man? Um, I really
1: wish that he had showed up with a big giant stick to the antagonist. And give him a final ultimatum of hog or log. And when he didn't give him the pig, he just beat the shit out of him with a log.
0: And he just was like, I just went hog wild on you. <laughs> um, you that's, know. that's what our movie would have been. Yeah. I don't think that... <laughs>
1: When we, when we, we would have
0: had any nuance to like get or subtlety to make it to that point for that kind of payoff.
1: When Movies for Win Productions launches in association with Friends of the Show United, <laughs> produced by Joseph Leonard. <laughs> in uh,
0: association with
1: Chris Boyd Text, Chris Boyd Text,
0: <laughs> and the John Watson Junior Symphony Orchestra. <laughs>
1: Um, so, I'll, I'll, I'll break down how the movie ends, because it's really significant for my last thing I had to say. Yeah, um, uh,
0: yeah, go over the end. You ending. got more? Do you got more stuff? Seamless edit! Denny, you podcasted here for two months. I fired you because you kept overcooking the seamless edits. <laughs> We're do you, back! Do you like that shirt? Yeah, I had, oh Do you yeah. like that microphone? Yeah. not real the it's podcast not like, is none real of this is real listeners they aren't real you're not real you aren't real you're not real man i remember every movie i ever watched <laughs> and when it was for every edit i ever seen list. <laughs> i just want my swig back looks like you got it pig discussion continues Hope you've been enjoying the special video episode. We plan on doing more in the future. Um, Little behind the scenes. I got this microphone, but this uh, little cable doesn't power it well enough, so. I I need to get some more equipment to properly record the two of us together in the same room. For now, we're just both using this microphone, which hopefully is working well my mic's really shitty so i didn't even
1: bother bringing it
0: yeah maybe we'll get a different background too the, uh, the reflection it, up? it definitely did uh i just noticed
1: this hmm you have an alien poster in your recording room and i have an aliens poster in my recording room
0: now we just need some space with a prometheus poster oh, shit. we'll be good
1: Leah's we should recording. do we should <laughs> Leah's
0: room. And Vanessa will have uh, uh, Alien Three, Aliens Three, or whatever. Yeah.
1: And at Davis's house, enemy of the show, he can have Alien Covenant because I know it's his least favorite Alien movie. <laughs> and he can't do anything can't about do it. He can't do
0: anything about it. Because we're recording here. He can't speak <laughs> up
1: for himself. So you're stuck with it. Um. Let's talk about the ending. Yeah. 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 Um. Describe what happens in the ending. So what happens at the ending is he finds out that. Uh, the pig died and they I don't know about you they kind of had me believing or really I guess just other movies had me believing there you that go. that was going to be a lie you know like and that he was gonna that the the guy just wanted to keep the pig and lied to get him to go away and it was kind of dumb that Nick Cage bought it yeah and then he just goes home and puts on the awesome mix volume one and finally hears his wife's voice say um my little star lord and ooh
0: child things are going to get better plays um, no, it's, 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 she, she covers I'm on Fire. Um, I've heard another artist do that song and I can't remember, I don't know who the original artist was, but it's a great moment at the end where he listens yes. to his wife, seeing that song as like a oh. birthday surprise recording. It's so good. It's one of only a few times where I like, and I'm glad you went along with it too, was just like sitting there quietly, like listening to that song play out while the credits roll. Oh yeah. It was just like really just drove home the emotional moment mm-hmm. and the impact of that scene. Yep. So, no, Vanessa and I are big believers that like the
1: credits are a very important part of the movie because they are supposed they're how you were intended to digest the movie. Mm-hmm. And it's one of my biggest pet peeves when like streaming services cut them off and start playing something else and I'm like, "No, I needed to I was supposed to sit for
0: like 90 seconds and just breathe." You know, like yeah. don't What's the uh what's the best movie that where the uh, the end credits really like, and the song or oh, whatever was going on, on on the spot. You want me to give you mine? Give me yours. I don't know that I have one on the spot. Sound of Metal. Well, I haven't seen that, so yeah, you're just, you're good just, shit. We'll we'll do it for an episode or something. But they uh, just the emotional um panic, peak of the movie happens right before the credits roll, and then they play this song that I think like the director's brother. Wrote Like, I didn't do enough research into it, but I just, like, sat there, just, like, emotionally beaten down, and then this song plays, and it's just, like, ah, it's, I talked about how Caravan and Whiplash was my favorite music moment in movies, and I only had, like, two that really stood out, the Mm -hmm. song in the end credits of Sound of Metal was the other one, so we'll, we'll, we'll do that movie eventually. You know, I'm I'm truly drawing a blank right now. I pulled up my
1: Critiker to see if anything rings a bell. Um, I do think when I was watching Whiplash, uh, Vanessa came in for the end of it, and it mm-hmm. ended, and she, like, started petting the dog, and Eleven was getting excited, and I kicked them out for not quite being my tempo. Because um, <laughs> I was like, no, for real, I need to sit here right now, and, like, I can't just jump into playing with the dog after what I just saw. I need yeah. to, like, sit here and watch these credits and just decompress a little bit. Um, I would put Pig up there with credits that have made an impact on me. Honestly,
0: like it's extremely memorable and like well earned. Like you can't just throw a sad song over some credits at like an emotional point. Like the song has to mean something, whether it's like the context of how it was created or like the lyrics specifically. But like the song has to mean something, and it has to happen. It has to carry through the point or emotional that was just left so we're leaving the movie what are we meant to be left with Yeah. and that just like bridged the gap extremely well
1: absolutely um, yeah no I just needed to sit through it it was a beautiful song um, it was really a big contrast this movie had some soundtrack dissonance which is also something I'm a fan of when the soundtrack doesn't match the events that are happening I think it's a mm-hmm. really cool device when he's getting his ass kicked in Fight Club they're playing these mm-hmm. like kind of like uh sinatra-esque you know like uh like kind of upbeat olive garden songs you know (laughs) like um and uh no and this is the only thing other than those that isn't classical music which we joked uh yeah (laughs) a great there's a point where like the character (laughs) is listening to classical music on the radio and we really wish that they the radio had said like and another cool thing about classical music: use it in your screenplay. Have a character like it. It's public domain. It'll be cheaper for you if you're on an indie budget. <laughs> <laughs> I really wish they would have said that. Um, but then, as you're listening in the credits, and I legit almost started crying, and I like looked over at Greg and like pointed at the screen because we were both just sitting there silently. You start to hear a pig grunting. Yeah. You're like, oh, did you did you hear that, oh, piggy? And then you hear some footsteps. Um, And you just keep hearing the pig pig grunting and some footsteps like we heard in the opening scene. Yeah. It closed on Nick Cage just sitting down in his bed with a thousand yard stare. Yeah. Like listening to that song. Lost everything. A devastated man who lost everything. What do you take away from, uh, what do you take away from hearing that in the credits? Hearing hearing him, presumably him, on a walk with a pig again.
0: I think it's just kind of like putting a bow on things. Um, It's how we started the movie so it's just kind of like here's where we ended up, now let's kind of put a little thing in to remind us where we came from, mm-hmm. how we got here um, maybe that's what Nick Cage's character hears in his head, he's kind I of like kind the, of the, the song's over, now he's going to close his eyes and kind of remember the emotional journey he's just had so he's he's hearing sounds of the you know, his walks with a pig to find truffles and stuff. So mm-hmm. that's that's my interpretation of it, at least, is he's just, the song's over. His next most emotional um, memory that he has is the recent events with this pig. So he's mm-hmm. just reminiscing on it.
1: Yeah. I think that fits. I kind of want there to be more to it, but I think that fits, honestly. Yeah, we all want the pig to be alive. Yeah. or um, I wanted the pig to just come home and I, I like almost expected to hear Nick Cage's voice go, "Oh, there you are, <laughs> you know like mm-hmm. or, or something uh <laughs> you know, and honestly, it would have been so earned that I wouldn't have even thought it was cheap uh but i, I think they they stuck to their guns, they made the movie they were trying to make, yeah. and uh they let you just have a little saccharine, not saccharine um uh, uh, melancholy is melancholy where it's like happy and sad,
0: yeah, I think so a little a yeah. little
1: ambivalent moment, yeah. Little bit of uh bittersweet. Bittersweet is what I was looking for. Yeah.
0: Making the most out of it's a terrible thing, but there's still positives to draw.
1: Yeah. You know, maybe he got another piggy. Maybe I he's just he maybe he's just holding on to his memories, you know.
0: Yeah. Well you you mentioned that you were kind of thinking like, Oh, maybe he's been duped, the guy really wants to keep the pig. I think when he cooked uh Darius that meal that there was just no dishonesty in his yeah. performance. Like he was there's no way he was lying at that point. He just It was the most human that character had been because Mm -hmm. his whole character and persona was like cold bastard, hard business guy. Don't mess with me; I'll mess with you ten times harder. And then he's just like, "I'm sorry. Here's what happened." Mm -hmm. And I think that actor killed it. but he was great. Adam Arkin. That's why I Adam Arkin IMDb. I think
1: uh, Nick Cage's Robin was such a walking mind fuck. I don't see him getting duped. You know, like... Yeah. I could kind of see it as, like, a turning point two of the movie. And then we, But, like, I just... It was a character who just, like, bought into no one's bullshit ever and knew how to break anyone down if he needed to. Yeah. Um, I just... I, I don't see him being... Like, him accepting it is what tells you it was authentic, is kind of how I feel. Because yeah. that character put up with no lies whatsoever.
0: I think, like, his something i don't like in movies well i don't know i don't want to say that it's something that'll show up where it's just like this guy can charm the pants off of anybody and like get into what other people are really thinking but Nicolas cage's character does it in a way that i've never seen before mm-hmm. where he's just so self-determined yep that people kind of emotionally break themselves down because of it. Yeah. Whether it's their respect for him and like his cooking or his past whatever he's done or what he's doing in the, in that moment, people seem to break down barriers around him for reasons that you don't really see in other characters in movies. Mm-hmm. I can't think of another example of characters doing that.
1: No, and I mean like I think we're so used to like bullshit and fluff <coughs> and uh formalities that it can be really disarming for someone to just be very direct and to talk yeah. very upfront about what's really going
0: on. And he just wants it's his pig, pig back. back.
1: No, and I, I just had yeah. this thought. It's the first time since Marty McFly that we have had a protagonist without an arc on this show. Uh. This was just about loss and sometimes that's what loss is. It's just loss.
0: And It feels like the character already has his, had his arc at some point. Yeah. Where he's dealing with the death of his wife Um. He, like I said, I don't think he was trying to go for stardom or like gaining the respect or the importance he gets in life doesn't come from others. It only comes from himself. Mm -hmm. And I think his retiring into the woods with a pig was he already had his arc at some point in the past.
1: Yep. And he lost the last thing he cared about. Yeah. And that was just it. He tried to get it back and failed in every way. Well, he didn't
0: fail. It wasn't his fault.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he just—he was chasing after nothing. Yeah. There was no pig. The thing he wanted back, there was no pig. And maybe he kind of already learned that lesson with his wife, and maybe that made it a little easier to accept. Maybe he was more equipped to deal with this because maybe he'd gone through this grief with his wife. Um, Yeah. There's nothing to get back. It's over.
0: Yeah. I don't know sad how did how did the movie leave you feeling um like in general were you kind of sad were you just upset for him were you kind of i don't know how did you feel i think the word is
1: reverent Mm -hmm. it left me feeling reverent for this character's loss for my own experiences with loss for just like this fundamental aspect of being alive, which is losing things you care about, fighting for something you can't have, and just having to accept that things are the way they are and that doesn't really work for you and the thing you want will never happen. And I think it really just, it seemed to be a story that was very respectful of that type of suffering. Mhm. And I think that's why it left me with that sense of just reverence, a very satisfied reverence.
0: Yeah. It's not a happy conclusion. No. But like the fact that the character is able to be at peace with the resolution even though it from his and our perspective it's not really like a positive. Yeah. It just makes it that much better for the audience to be like He's come to terms with it. I think I'm going to have an easier time coming to terms with it as well.
1: Yep. Absolutely. Because that's kind of what you get sometimes. Mm-hmm. That's that's the most you're going to get out of something is something horrible happened. Come to terms with it. You know, like that's sometimes there's not meaning to be made or redemption to be had. Sometimes it's just you have got to accept that this bad thing went down in the world. And the world is not just and the world is not fair and we can talk all day about why it should be. And it doesn't change the fact that it's not. You know, yeah. like, that's just the way it is. And you have to accept it. To quote Randy Savage, you may not like it, but accept
0: it. That's right. <sighs> How are we feeling, Denny? I'm feeling like I want to get into some gimmicks. How are you, you feeling? Get into- I'll do some gimmicks with you. Yeah, I'll do- Let's get into it uh what is congratulations audience on a episode that isn't two and a half hours long you deserve it after uh movies for when you want music but
1: not a musical yeah we're burning the midnight oil on that one director's cut of the
0: fucking lord of the rings
1: just a couple chatty cathies on that podcast that's
0: right (laughs) Man, all right what's uh what's your favorite thing what's your favorite use of truffle denny um to go with our new gimmick i'm a truffle fiend by the way, like mm-hmm. I, I love truffle, one of my favorite flavors on earth. Um, I'm
1: considering getting a pig, but I'm I just don't want to hurt that badly.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, this is a cautionary tale. Yeah,
1: um, it is better to have loved a pig and lost than never had truffles at all. Um, I'm gonna go with that's uh, that's what my throw pillow says, <laughs> <laughs> that's what my body pillow says, <laughs> it's embroidered on there. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, truffle parm popcorn at Alamo Draft House.
0: Come on. The
1: only brand I'll say, without being paid for it, because I do it for free. Yeah,
0: I'll I'll constantly, sponsorship I, or not, I will constantly praise Alamo Draft House. Did I take yours? Please open your North Richland Hills location <laughs> and Denton. We're getting worried. We're scared. Welcome back. We miss Lake you. Highlands. I'll go Welcome there. We'll go there every Saturday. I promise. Yep.
1: Uh but yeah that was sweet,
0: li- that was literally my answer though. Shit, I'll change mine. I love No, I don't, I, don't, I don't. care. There's some <laughs> really good
1: truffle parm kettle
0: chips that you can get at Kroger. Ooh, I'm going to
1: try that. They're stupid good. They're really really good. Okay. They are not stingy with the truffle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just the way I like it. Not stingy. Um uh, what's your favorite line?
0: My favorite line, ah, I I touched on this a little bit before. And one of those times where we both reached immediately for the keyboard. Nicolas Cage saying, I don't fuck my pig. <laughs> Flawless delivery. Uh, Flawless execution.
1: On that note, there was a a line in Whiplash that we forgot to address. Mm. When, uh, when Fletcher says, I will fuck you like a pig. Nice, yes. Um, <laughs> do you know the trivia on it? No. So, apparently, J.K. Simmons messed up the line. It was supposed to be, I'll gut you like a pig. Yeah. And he wouldn't say it again for another take, because he messed it up and just didn't think the character would say that. So, the director was like, fine, I'll do I'll gut you like a pig. And then, you notice the camera cuts away from him when he says it. Mm -hmm. The director just kept the audio (laughs) of him saying, I'll fuck you like a pig, because he (laughs) liked it so much and wouldn't say it again. I like it. Um... Good choice, Damian. Uh, favorite line? I'm gonna go with, uh, well, fuck Seattle. An honorable mention. Fuck Seattle was my second. That's yeah. what I. That's what I thought you yeah. were referencing earlier. go, there's my notes? When you said uh Proof. <laughs> nice. When you said he said one line he didn't need to say. Um, I thought it was gonna be fuck Seattle, but that apparently needed to be said. That needed to not be not, said. not a Seahawks guy. No. What's their hockey team? It's not the Seahawks. They're football, right? Seattle. Yeah.
0: The Kraken. The- wait that's cool That's yeah, it's a name well they'll, they'll start playing next year hockey teams have cooler names than any other sports team and that's in not the... true well that is true the calvary hitman yes i've go. been to it
1: i've been to a hitman game
0: there you go i met Bret hart there
1: that's awesome i met Bret hart at a Hitmen game that's crazy it was fucking tight um that's one of two hockey games i've ever been to <laughs> and i was like so this is not my thing, but I totally get why it's a thing. Yeah. This is cool. This is really, really cool. I get why people like this. Um, anyway, not that you asked, but my favorite line <laughs> is, uh, there is no loop. We're finding my pig. You're not part of a loop.
0: You're my ride. <laughs> so I, awesome. I saw, you, I saw you typing when that line was said. I was like, if that's his favorite line, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, do we we want to do live or scores? Have you already entered yours? I have not entered mine. Uh, I've I've been thinking about it this whole time. Do you have one kind of, uh, ready to go?
1: Yeah, I think I'm gonna give it a... 41 out of 50. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna Uh, stick with 41 out of 50. Justification? Um... I do think that it transcends the genre, whatever that might be. (laughs) I don't really know where to place this. I guess drama is the closest you're going to get. Um, no, but just that I think it's really good. Um, I think there were one or two moments where uh, the acting came off a little low rent at some parts, not, not, not terribly. So, um, but honestly, I thought it was really good. I thought it was a smart movie. I thought they got so much out of something so simple that I was impressed. Uh, I thought they, they had a reason to tell their story. And I just, I don't know what else to say other than I thought it was very good. I don't think you can say this is just for a niche audience. You know, like, it's, yeah. I, I would tell just about anyone, like, yeah, I think you'll love it. Um, it's also not Stop the World and Watch It. It was so amazing that you need to see it. Like whiplashes, per, per se. You know, yeah. like, so I'm going to give it the, the lower 40s instead of the higher 40s. Because it's just literally not because anything's wrong with it. Just because it doesn't um it just doesn't cross that line for me until like i'm gonna start texting people and say watch it right away but i did think yeah, it was really really do really good
0: listen to our podcast do listen to our podcast and if you're listening to our podcast good job following advice that was uh, finger gun thumbs ups <laughs> and if you're watching the youtube video you already know that Denny note it's out of focus there we go you already know Denny doesn't know where the camera is. <laughs> Booyah! <laughs> it's never been over there. Uh, <laughs> I'm doing a bit. What's your critical score, Greg? Mine is a 33 out of 40, hmm. which I mathed it out. We've basically got the same score, and I'm pretty much falling in line with your thinking as well. It's good. There's like a lot of objectively good objectively good parts in it and i think nicholas cage is great in it it's one of his one of my favorite roles from him most recently but there's just a yeah there's that line that it doesn't really cross for me either Mm -hmm. where it's like it doesn't cross the line from good to great um despite all the positives i feel about it yeah i'd say the same there's there's no there's really no negatives yeah nothing to trash about it nothing at all i'm just like okay yeah that's good good job everybody everybody that made it good job
1: i think they did the most they possibly could have done
0: i know there's such a bare bones thing no two words in the english language more harmful than good job but how many times have i done the wink click click good job uh (laughs) at least six
1: (laughs) greg what's the best movie for when uh untitled pig reference
0: Uh delicatessen. Um
1: I'm gonna go babe to pig in the city. Very good. Definitely pig. It's pig. Pig tier pig movie. Goat tier pig
0: movie? Yeah. Pig-tier. Not
1: everyone can be the goat, but this can be the pig.
0: I like it. <laughs> um pig pig wins the episode, everybody. Yay! No, I know you didn't see that coming. I keep doing that. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I don't you know gotta, why. You gotta quit, bud.
1: I think I catch myself off guard seeing myself on the screen, and I feel the need to, like... I should have minimized the thing, because yeah, we're looking at ourselves with a I'm like, am I still in I feel like I need to frame? do the, the white person at work thing, where you're like... Mm,
0: you know? Like, oh, the hey. Gym, hey! The gym from the office thing? Yeah, yeah.
1: It's, yeah, when you see a person you know at work, but you're not gonna start a conversation, and you're white.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, the this face yeah
1: yep. hey i see you i'm walking by you i'm acknowledging you nothing to really say and i think i'm doing that with myself like i'm like a not that close coworker.
0: <laughs> you're my favorite co-worker here
1: you're my favorite co-worker here greg
0: mm. um Came straight when's your birthday here we can't do that any other time Mmm. Oh. thanks unnamed beer mm. uh my birthday is less than a month away that's good because I just got a
1: notification that your birthday present was delivered to my house. What? Yeah, you got. What you I got you. I, Keep it me, a surprise. I like surprises. Let me tell you this: I ruined my algorithm getting it for you. <laughs> <laughs> Say no more. I've never been more excited. Yeah, I'm. I'm really, really excited about it. <sighs> what are we going to do, Jenny, for, what's,
0: go Yeah. What are we going to do for next week? Yeah, we didn't discuss this. <laughs> Oops. there's uh, the spreadsheet? Click on that tab right there. Live picks. Uh, I kind of was thinking we could do the box office bomb that actually rules. I'm down with that. You want to? Yeah. Alright, cool. Because we both already have a pick, we could just do best comment again. Yeah, I'm down with that. As long as people actually comment, please. Yeah, yeah. If you would that? like to comment, you could leave a comment in the YouTube video. You could find Ooh, us on Facebook, which Comment will be in the description. You could find us on Twitter, at MoviesForWin. There's so many ways to leave a comment.
1: Actually, I'm going to throw it down. If we don't have a good enough comment, I'm not going to let this gimmick fail. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make a hilarious comment, and I'm going to get a second pick.
0: <laughs> I'll allow it. <laughs> As long as I get two picks for When You Love Christmas. Um, you
1: can have that because I don't love Christmas.
0: My pick for... What was the topic again? Let's say When it again. you want
1: to see a box office blah, 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 box office bomb that
0: actually rules. My pick was Treasure Planet. Never seen it been mean, meaning to. Not a lot of people saw it. <laughs> uh, so that's the point.
1: <laughs> and uh, my pick is King of Comedy. Not the Bernie Mac. The uh, Martin Scorsese, Robert De Niro one.
0: And then the third pick was up to you, up audience. Up to you! You're still- that- oh my god. It's up
1: to you, alien poster!
0: You're the one! It's <laughs> gonna pick it. You're the one who's gonna pick a third movie for Movies for Wins Above because it's something that actually rules. <laughs> uh, are we done? I think it's about Catchphrase O'Clock, Catch don't you? Catchphrase O'Clock. Do you want to do it this week? Denny- oh, God, no. that's okay. not my oh. thing. Um, I'm gonna send a pig out. If he wants to sniff around for a catchphrase, where is he gonna find it?
1: Good job, girl. There's no two words in the English language more harmful than that. Oink, oink.
0: oink, oink. <laughs> the sun went
1: away. For Greg Work, the Leg Work Johnson! I'm Denny the Talent Taylor, and this has been Movies for when? We already told you when. Greg, say something funny. No.